0: Finally, you can build your business on your terms without high pressure sales tactics. Here's our big idea. When you build more relationships, you have more leads, more leverage, and more life. So if you love people and want to sell more by serving, then this podcast is for you. It's time to step off the hamster wheel of cold conversations and join us in the new world of relational sales, a world of convenience, comfort, and ease. Through conversations with guests and short teaching episodes, you'll understand what motivates people to choose you and be inspired to create the kinds of sales opportunities that close at 91%. Are you ready to be completely free of the grind that most salespeople experience every single day? Let's get into it and start serving. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Serving Not Selling. We've got a super fun, special, exciting, stupid, (laughs) that's the only adjectives I know, episode for you all today. We're doing a round table with the one and only Athena Brownson, otherwise known as AB, out in Colorado with Compass Realty. We are so excited that she has joined us yet again. And today is going to be a little different. We're excited. We've got a bunch of questions that we've been asked that we're just going to walk through these and hope that they can serve you, the audience, the agent that's out there so before we jump in as always let's do some jokes mm, who should go first mm. i don't let tyler go first oh the authority and then we'll put athena yeah. and then i can go last we got to find a way to get some
1: feedback on these because i feel I like you're so confident in them that like maybe i actually am the better <laughs> joke deliverer but so, so we like, put a poll like at yeah, the, at the, at the, in every should. show note
0: just a yeah. poll to see leave it in a review one. yeah so <laughs> I, I gotta review, tell guys. you this I got to tell you this. So, so side note, Tyler and I are out speaking in South Carolina. I don't know. What was that? A week ago. We can have. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was like four and a half hours, right? Where we were teaching. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, this, this Canadian lady comes up to us. She says to me, by the way, you're not funny. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <that's> all right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's fantastic. She's like, Tyler is funny. You're not funny. I'm like, uh-huh. okay. I appreciate that. I couldn't tell if she was just extremely dry humor or she meant it. But here he is. It's possible. It was was good. All right, T. So let's let's see. Let's see. Is yours a whole joke? I don't know if some of you guys
1: maybe will let people know that, like, I like to sing sometimes. And and I'm a huge fan of the song Wonderwall. And my wife keeps – my wife Chelsea keeps telling me that I got to stop doing it. And I said, Maybe.
0: That's
2: you're gonna terrible. be the one that saves, <laughs> it saves me. me. That's and right. Okay.
1: That's right. nice. <laughs> yeah. oh, she asked me to stop, and I we said, definitely edited that out.
0: It's that's it. it's good. well. So you know, you know what's funny is the first time I heard that song, I was actually on an alpaca farm. So casual. <laughs> I don't know how casual. to transition. <laughs> Do you know what the alpaca said to his date? Want to go on a picnic? I'll pack a lunch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Athena. That's
2: really right. I'll pack a lunch. <laughs> I'll pack a lunch. All right, what you got, uh, Athena? Well, I lost the one that I was really excited about. But oh, great. Instead, you know, earlier today I was at my house and I was thinking about making coffee. And then I looked at my tea kettle and I said r.i.p boiling water you will be missed (laughs) fantastic well done (laughs) that was great i I love that everyone everyone told it into a star (laughs) (laughs) good
0: Good job i think we should just do the 25 minute episode of just jokes that would that might go over a little bit better but maybe we can add some value serve people
2: very well
0: that's true this last lives. You. Yeah, Man. that's good insight. Who is this person, Tyler? Yeah. All right. So let me, let me do some of questions. <laughs> Never heard of her. Let me do some questions and we'll just answer them and we'll ask some more questions. Okay. So I want to start with this hustle culture. We actually, Tyler and I just wrapped up being a guest on somebody else's show and he mentioned this. Uh, something realtors can be terrible at, right? The hustle culture, the badge of honor of I work 90 hours a week. Why do we do that? And what do we do about it? What do you think?
2: That's a great okay. question. So I have just been fascinated by whoever coined that term, hustle culture, because it mm. has become such a buzzword, especially this past year, I think. And it is something that, I absolutely fall victim to, and I don't necessarily love calling it hustle culture. I I think in our heads, it's very easy to deem it, you know, just work ethic or what hard work looks like. And as realtors, to be successful, I think it's really difficult to find balance in our lives. Mm. It's really difficult to create balance, and you that's exactly what you have to do to avoid it is create structures within your life that are going to help you stay balanced do i believe that you know there is such thing as a balanced life in real estate not necessarily Mm -hmm. but i think there are things that we can do to ensure that you know we're taking care of ourselves we're taking care of our families our relationships Mm -hmm. and i think hustle culture it's glamorized in a way that it shouldn't necessarily be i don't think that it's amazing thing to be at the office for 100 hours a week or you know working and in your car for 100 hours i think what what we should make glamorous is taking care of you know having a well-balanced life Mm. what do you guys think tell me about what you think on hustle no no no, (laughs) no, no,
0: i think that's good and you know i was just going to jump in and say too yeah I, i think you know the the highest performers that i've met are the ones that seek ease, not yeah. chaos, not hours upon hours. I'm more proud of the person who sells a lot of homes and does it in a short amount of time. Yeah. That's great. We were just talking about this in the last show. Tyler does a good job talking about this too. Mindset versus skill set, right? Oh. And it's really like you can use your brain or you can use your hustle. Now, sometimes it's good to do both. But mm-hmm. some people get so caught up, and I'm just going to hustle, 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 hustle. Can't say that really fast when it's like well i'm just over here outthinking you and yeah. guess what my thoughts and me outthinking you can go way faster than your hustle and so i'm going to get there a lot quicker and i think it's this idea i read from the book the cash flow quadrant recently tyler where he talks about two guys in the village and the village says we need fresh water so they hire both of them as contractors the first guy is like great i'm going to get up i got my two buckets i'm going to go back and forth Over and over and over again, and I'm going to bring water, right? The other guy leaves for six months. He figures out how to build a business, figures out how to build a pipeline, all that stuff. Well, the guy who's hustling all day is like, sweet, this is amazing. You know, I'm making good money, blah, blah, blah. The guy who figures out the system comes back, implements it way cheaper. He's way more profitable. The other guy says, well, shoot, I'll get up earlier. I'll carry more buckets, you know, whatever. And eventually the whole point of the story is, are you carrying buckets or are, oh man, now I forgot the punchline. Are you carrying – what is it, T? Or are you Uh, creating
2: systems? Yeah. Building the aqueduct is what he did. Kind of.
0: Yeah, those said way better. But, yeah, are you carrying buckets or are you whatever the opposite of that is? But the point is that hustle is not always the answer. A lot of times it's just be smarter and then you won't have to run so hard, right? So true. Yeah. So uh, I was just
2: listening to a podcast this morning with Rob Deardick on it. And what you uh, listen
0: to podcasts that aren't only you so that, that, that I
2: can study for your Oh yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that
0: that's fine. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm building <laughs> my knowledge base. Nice save. Yeah, good job, um,
2: <laughs> I mean this is what's important. I'm right here. Yeah, I am yeah, right. building knowledge to talk <laughs> awesome. to you guys. There you but go. We appreciate it. I had no idea a, how incredible of a business person he was, but mm. we, it was going over, you know it it goes perfectly with your story is when you become, w- when you become the most successful is when you understand what your time is worth and mm-hmm. understanding, you know, whether it's what your dollar per hour is. And if, if you're looking at what activities you do every day, and I think in hustle culture, a lot of times kind of what, what you said is, you know, we're going off of how many hours did I work? Not what did I accomplish in a certain amount of time? Yeah, and I think good. when you give yourself a huge amount of time to get things done, then you you really don't accomplish this much. Then if you were to put a tie a limit on it and be very intentional with your action in what you're doing in that amount of time, yeah. but understanding when your time is more valuable than what the activity is that you're doing and then delegating that or finding a system or automating it like what are the things we can implement into our lives to make our lives like you said have more Mm -hmm. ease um you know if we can be automating emails that we're writing out or what systems can we take a lot of the grunt work out of our lives so that we're not just accumulating Mm -hmm. hours but we're accomplishing tasks Mm -hmm. that's good yeah
0: Yeah. and when and like we forget and i'm going to jump to youtube but we forget like when you say yes to something, you say no to something else, right? Well, and and we tend to just say yes to it. We're like, no, I'll just keep saying yes. Well, at some point that's not possible. And so the hustle culture is, okay, maybe you said yes to hustle culture. Who did you say no to? And not not what, who, and what do they think? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I we were just talking about on the last show that we were getting an interviewed. And I always ask my wife, am I working too much? Right? Sometimes she'll say, no, it's good. Sometimes she'll say, I think you are. Oh, okay. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to chill out, right? Because awesome. saying yes to that extra work means I'm saying no to her and my my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think having that awareness and recognizing that you don't just get to say yes, you're saying no, even if you're not saying no.
2: Oh, I right? love that.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. All right, let's move on then. We don't need tea. Okay. So, all right, Tyler. But I do have a question for you. I do. I'm coming to you first, buddy. I'm coming to you first. Okay. So in that same vein, because I think this applies. Very well to you, Tyler, and the life that you led as a baseball player. In that same mindset, the hustle culture. Here's another question: How do we avoid a total burnout and stay productive? Right. So let's let's start it off with with me. So I think no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, Tyler, your turn. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Are you, you ready? Is,
1: it's my turn. Is, yeah, yeah is it's your your my turn. turn? Tyler. Okay, perfect. Twenty seconds. Hey, the- Talking 20 stick. seconds. All right, I've got it. It's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, the talking <laughs> stick. Yeah, no, there you go. No, I, I think it's actually the question is really relates back to what we were just talking about. I mean, burnout, the first thing that jumps into my mind when we're talking about the hustle culture is if it's not getting us closer to where we're trying to get to, then it should be a no. I love, mm. I love, yeah, love, right. love. If you're saying yes to something, then you're saying no to something else. If you're saying yes to something that's not getting you where you're trying to go and no to something that could. That doesn't make any sense. So the two components of that are, one, knowing where you're trying to go. And I, it's a simple concept, but like, where are you trying to get to? And, and then what plays into that is the discernment of, is it in alignment, getting me in the right direction, or is it distracting me? And that should, I mean, the criteria for what you do or what systems you implement or what you're a part of should really kind of be that simple. When you're doing things at a really high and efficient and elite level. Both of those are the the first two questions that you ask and answer. Not easy to do, but important.
0: Hey, if you're loving this business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own perfect 36 touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to talk with me to see if that's a good fit. And now let's get back to the conversation.
1: I grew up in a household where my dad hustled. I admire my father more than he's the hardest working guy that I know. And I, I grew up admiring and wanting to be like him. Like most kids do, right? I'm grateful. I don't take for granted that I had a father that was present that I wanted to be like, that was a gift. My father is super smart, motivated, driven. The way that he provided for his family was he worked and he labored and he, and he gave, he provided a life for our family that he didn't have. What I saw hustle culture to be was hundred hour work weeks Mm -hmm. and grinding and finding a way to get to where he was trying to get to through a corporate job. And now he ended up doing that, but here he is 45, 50 years later. And him and I talk all the time. There's so many of those hundred hours I wish that we could have had together. Do I Mm. appreciate what he did for our family? Absolutely. My family wouldn't be in the position that we are without him, but that type of mindset that he, that was the only thing that I was exposed to as a young boy and as a young man until I became, you know, at whatever age I matured and to be able to think for myself and on my own. Last TV. year.
0: Last year. Yeah, exactly. When I got out <laughs> yeah, of the
1: exactly. baseball world, it's probably not yeah, far yeah. off. It so, is probably so,
0: pretty close. Yeah. Uh,
1: it was before that, but I was thinking of myself yeah. when I was creating my own <laughs> baseball systems. But point being, like thinking, thinking about time that way, like we're, we're saying, it's very possible that maybe you were in an upbringing that didn't, that didn't value time leveraging and prioritizing things that only get you in the direction that you're trying to go and mm-hmm. really having the ability to clarify that am, am i really even like on the right path like i'm trying to yeah. get here but am i on the right path like is this mm-hmm. job or what i'm doing or the businesses am i part of do they even lead to that destination or am, am i, I gonna right have to that? like plow down some trees to get on another path so I, anecdotally, it that resonates a lot with me because of who I was exposed to. Not that my dad did it the wrong way. That just, yeah. it, the cost that came with that was his time. And that's not and something think, that we're willing to pay.
0: Right, I think that, so along with that, just two quick thoughts, but I think number one, we are very quick to count the cost of what's, you know, if I put X amount of dollars into this system, how much is it going to give me back, right? Mm-hmm. But we very rarely count the cost when it's just our time. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just my time. Hmm. Right. Well, what does that cost? Right. Well, what are, what are you what is your loss if you do that? Right. What's the return on. Right. And so having a clarity on no, your time, it could be a loss. Right. You can count that as a loss. you got to be aware of that. But I think number two, exactly what you're saying, Tyler, I was talking to my dad about this, actually, is I think it's very fascinating. All of us in our 30s. I think it's very fascinating that I call parents, that out. Yeah. Well, I thought <laughs> you were in your 20s. So, you know, that's that, whatever. Tyler looks like he's a 50 year old silent film actor. So I <laughs> so, uh, wish everybody could see it. Well, actually I don't because then you'd all unsubscribe. That's so right. I think it's right. So is, is our parents' culture, right? They had grown up with their parents that lived through the great depression. Their parents were just doing anything they could to survive right in that season. Then our parents come along and all they want is stability, right? I know it's more complicated, but they want stability. And mm-hmm. so they went to a job and they worked until they got it. Right, And they never really felt like they got it. So they just kept working really hard and they stayed in the same job and they did all the things. Well, now you come to our generation, our generation wants freedom, right? We're like, well, we appreciate this stability, but now I want the freedom to do with my time what I want to do. I say that to say most real estate agents that I meet get into the industry because they're like, that's what I want. I want the freedom to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, right? And then you think you convince yourself that the only way to get there is to work your butt off. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. And here's my challenge to agents. Stop. Look around you. You might have a lot more freedom than you think you do. Right. And maybe it's just time to live in that a little bit. You don't have to keep working yourself to death. And if you've been working yourself to death for a long time and still don't have freedom, you're doing something wrong. Right. And we would like to help you because you've missed the point. And so I think the reality is we've got to stop and take stock. My coach said this to me. That's why I'm saying it to you guys and to our audience. My coach said it to me. He's like, What do you want to do? Well, dude, I just want the, a little more free and I have a ton of freedom. Don't don't hear me say I don't, but like, I just want a little more freedom to do this. And he said, Bro, you have it. You're just not living in it right now. And I was like, Whoa, you're totally right. All this yeah. stuff I did, it actually worked. And now I can stop running and rest a little bit, right? And I just mm-hmm. didn't even know. I just like I got used to working. And so it's that's what I was doing.
2: I struggle with a lot too, Garrett. And I think, you know, Tyler coming from A professional athletic background what we're taught that repetition and you know hours of practice and relentless hard work are what are going to get you the end result of success Mm. that you want so growing up I learned that in order to get where you want to go you have to work as hard as you possibly Mm. can and that includes going through burnout that -hmm. includes working through burnout that includes you know, all the highs and lows that come with dedicating mm-hmm. your entire life and your heart and your energy to something. So, you know, translating that now into my professional career and being a real estate agent, I've always thrived on knowing that I will be the one to put in the hours to a fault. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, th- the more years that go by, I've been a broker for eight and a half years now. I'm coming to a place where I'm it's time to take a step back, Tyler, like you said, and look at where am I going? What is the end result of what I want and how get a really clear picture of exactly what it is that I'm working towards so that when Hmm. decisions become apparent where it's I'm saying yes to this and no to this, that it is not even a question in my head because I know so intently where I want to go that Mm -hmm. when those forks come up, I know exactly where I'm going because it's getting Mm -hmm. me closer to the destination. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, being able to create the imagery in your head of of what you want your life to look like, what you want your career to look like, and then kind of work backwards and understand where your time needs to go. It's Mm -hmm. something that's one of the main focuses in my life right now, absolutely, because I have, you know, always just worked as hard as I can to get through things. And when I don't have a a million things to be doing, I don't even know what to do with free time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this? And maybe that's because I don't have kids yet. I mean, I'm sure Mm -hmm. you guys are like, free time? What is that? But uh, it's an interesting point
0: in time, for sure. I love that point because I think it pulls out. And then T, I want you to have the last word as we wrap up. But I, I think it pulls out this really important point that you made is most of us have nothing to base decisions off of. So of course we're off track. We don't even know what track we want to be on. And I fall into this sometimes where I'm like, why did I do that? Like, just start something. I'm like, I don't even understand. I almost just started another business. And thankfully I had enough wherewithal to get out before we launched. But normally I'd start it and I'd be a couple of months in and be like, I didn't even want to do this. Why am I, why do I own another business? Like, it doesn't even make sense, right? Because we tend to not have anything to base a decision off of. So I think what you said, A, B, is spot on. And and one of the things that just stuck out to me as you were talking is I think we get so busy in the doing that we forget the becoming, right? We get so busy in the doing, we forget the becoming. Like, who do I want to become, right? What do I want my life to look like? Instead, it's like I just do, 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 and we never break out of that. It's really hard when you're driving 100 miles an hour to break, right? It's just harder. And so I think that we've got to recognize and have understanding of what do I actually want to become? And that might mean chilling way back. Mm-hmm. And something I've had to do multiple times in my life, because I'm terrible at saying yes to too many things, is I got to go and be like, I shouldn't have said yes to everything. Now it's going to really be really hard for me to say no to everything and get mm-hmm. out of it. But I got mm-hmm. to. I'm just going to get out of stuff. I'm going to like totally resimplify and then say what do, I, like, what do I really want? Maybe I just live in this season for a little while. Maybe I kind of see it. Tyler and I were talking about earlier. Maybe we just kind of see what comes instead of force what I, what I want it to be oh, and, I love and that. just having some clarity there. But it's really hard for entrepreneurs really hard. to do that, right? So, yeah. T, take us home, buddy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, to the last point, we're taught to set a plan in motion with a goal in mind. But you got to take the feedback along the way instead of square pegging mm-hmm. round holding it the whole mm-hmm. way, yeah, thinking that good. this was we got on this train thinking it was going there. Well, it actually might up end up in a different destination, but it's a sick train and we're going to ride it out and it's going to take us to a different place. Right. Like, but you don't know that if one, if you don't, if you don't look in the mirror, if you don't have feedback, if you don't, if you're, if you're just aligned and where you're trying to get to might not be where you're supposed to be going at all from in that specific example, like you're talking about. <laughs> what I wanted to say when we were talking about burnout, because I think this is important, maybe we should have done it at the beginning, is like, let's like define what burnout is, right? Yeah. Like, so what do we get to burnout is not being fulfilled in what you're doing. Let's take, I mean, how many as people, that, and it, really? Like, it really is like, how many people do we work with or what we've seen that are succeeding from an achievement perspective at a elite level where people are looking at that person and are like, Man, I wish I had that scope of business, or I wish I had that amount of income, or that level of influence, or what it was. And they're like, and sometimes those people, fortunately, are transparent and vulnerable enough to say, like, I'm struggling, right? Yeah. Like, I am burnt out. One, it could be because you're just saying yes to too many things, but two, it's because you're not—they're not being fulfilled. I played with so many guys that had nine-figure contracts, massive incomes, and in their careers set for them, and they're burnt out, wanting to like not play anymore. Because hmm. clearly the fulfillment isn't coming from the paycheck. It's not. It, it, it's so much more than that. And when you don't have clarity and you're who you are and where you're trying to get the direction that you're going, it's the fastest path to burnout because you're really just spinning your tires in one direction. You're going 100 miles an hour
0: to nowhere. Right. So hmm. what's the, what's the point of that? So. That's the last thing I wanted so to say. Oh, so well said. I'm proud of you. Man, I'm proud of you. I, You know, I was a little worried. I know we've done this together like 80 times. <laughs> uh, to uh, give it. me the last word is, a, yeah, give you the last word is a little terrifying. That was a good point. It really was. Can you give us the definition one more time? What's burnout? Burnout is
1: not being fulfilled in what you're doing.
0: I think that's really good. I think at the end of the day, I know I've said it before, but Gary Keller has a quote that says, too often our life becomes what we said yes to that we meant to say no to.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I, I think exactly what we all agree is we all agree we've been burnout. We all agree that it's easy to get into hustle culture, right? We also all agree we got to get out, right? We can't, it's it's who moved my cheese, that famous book. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, you know, someone in the book, I think the book ends like you're in the rat race. And it says, even if you win the race, guess what? You're still a rat, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it ends. And I think the reality for all of us is let's just start making choices that that lead us in the right direction. But before we can do that, we got to figure out what's the right direction. And we got to head there, right? One direction. Great band. Miss them dearly. So agents, that's, I don't know. That was good.
2: I mean, that was kind of
0: like a, I mean, that was culturally relevant. You really brought it
2: around there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: It was culturally relevant. All right. So agents, if you want help, we want to help you. We coach around more leads, more leverage, more life. We do the more leads, more leverage part. Why? Because we want you to have more life. I know that's what Athena wants for you too. And so we want to serve you. Reach out to us, backslash chat. We'd love to talk to you. Agents, thanks so much for tuning in. Athena, thank you for being our amazing guest. Thank Uh, you for having me. Decent job today, buddy. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to Serving Not Selling. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other salespeople and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast app. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. And if you're loving this whole business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own perfect 36 touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to chat with me to see if we're a good fit and stay tuned for the next episode of Serving Not Selling.